Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. Every generation is different, and yet the need of every generation is the same. Every generation needs a spiritual revival in their generation. I hope your heart today is hungry to see a great spiritual awakening in your own life, in your family, in your church, and in our world because that is the desperate need of this hour. And it was the desperate need in Habakkuk's hour as well. We're journeying through Scripture and in this journey we've come now to the little Old Testament book known as Habakkuk. It is a fascinating little book. It's only three chapters long. And it is set just before the attack by Babylon. Remember now, God's people are about to go into captivity. They've been dealing with lots of enemies. They've been dealing with Edom, the Edomites. That was the book of Obadiah. They've been dealing with Assyria, and that's the book of Nahum. But they're dealing with Babylon, and this is the nation God chose to bring them into captivity to. And that's the nation that Habakkuk has in view. That's the circumstance that is in the context of this particular book. Now let me remind you of something. God often uses wicked men to accomplish His purpose, but in the end they always get their own judgment. God deals with them. So uh, Edom, Assyria, Babylon, they're not off the hook. Oh no, God's going to deal with them as well. But right now God is dealing with His own people. Habakkuk's name means embracer. And it's interesting to me because he has to embrace the reality that his own nation is going into captivity, but there's something greater that he must embrace, and that is he must embrace the promises of God. At low ebb, at a difficult season in his nation, he still has to believe that God is on the throne, that God has everything under control. Now that's demonstrated in what I believe is the key verse of the book of Habakkuk. It's found in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4. See if this sounds familiar. The Bible says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And did you know that verse is famous, not because it's found in Habakkuk. It's famous because it's repeated three times in the New Testament. That's probably where you've seen it. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, Galatians chapter 3 verse 11, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. But the first time it was given was in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4. And the key that unlocks the blessing, I would say to you, the key to living in dark days and the key to seeing revival and spiritual stirring in, in desperate hours is this key of faith. It unlocks heaven's door. It brings the blessing. This particular verse became the basis for the church reformation in history. Habakkuk has even been called the grandfather of the reformation. Well, let me just tell you something. We need faith as much in this hour as Habakkuk did in his hour. And I believe the great theme of this book is that faith has to govern every area of your life. My life verse is Galatians 2.20 where Paul wrote, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth within me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Friend, we're all living in the flesh today. If you're breathing right now, you're living in the flesh. 
But don't just live in the flesh. Live by faith. It's the only way to keep your joy. It's the only way to see God in the midst of the circumstances. Habakkuk has been called by some the questioning prophet. Someone else called him the doubting Thomas of the Old Testament. He's even been referred to as the Job of the prophets. But before you're too quick to judge Habakkuk, let me tell you, Habakkuk was a holy man. He was a man who walked with God and had God's heart for his people. He was a man who was just broken over the circumstance that Judah was in, who could not quite understand and wrap his mind around what God was allowing to happen in bringing judgment. And his question was this, will God right the wrongs? You see, it wasn't just Habakkuk's personal problems he was dealing with. It was a national problem that Babylon, a wicked nation, was overthrowing God's chosen people, this land of Judah. How could that be? Friends, sometimes when there's no logical answer, you have to acknowledge the spiritual answer. And the spiritual answer is sometimes only God has the answer. Sometimes you can't, you can't figure it all out. You can't put it all on paper. Maybe that's where you're living today. What should you do? My friend, listen to the words. The just shall live by his faith. One of the amazing features of the book of Habakkuk is that it opens with a sob. Literally, it opens with Habakkuk weeping over the condition of his people. Habakkuk 1, verse 1, The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O oh Lord, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? So the book begins with a sob, but get this, it ends with a song. If you come to the end of the book, to Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19, the closing verse says, The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Friend, how do you go from a sob to a song? Well, faith is the bridge between the two. That's why John wrote in the New Testament, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Maybe you're brokenhearted. Maybe you're weeping. Maybe you're sobbing today. Friend, the Lord can put a song back in your heart if you'll learn today to live by faith in God. We all have our doubts. We all have our questions. And as you progress through this book, you're going to see a lot of them. As a matter of fact, chapter 1 begins with those words, a burden. That's faith sighing. Chapter 2 reveals a vision. That's faith seeing. And then it ends with chapter 3, a prayer, faith singing. Oh, do you see the progression? We bring our burden to the Lord. We get a fresh glimpse of Him. And in the presence of God... In the prayer closet, alone with a righteous God, the Lord restores your song. He puts joy back in your heart. He wants to do that for you today. I think Habakkuk reveals what you do while you're waiting to see what God will do. Habakkuk didn't have all the answers. He just knew God was up to something. Maybe that's where you're living today. You're waiting to see what God's going to do. What can you do in the meantime? Well, let's do what Habakkuk did. Number one, talk to God about it. It's interesting. But this book opens with a prayer. And then you find prayer all the way through the book. As a matter of fact, about two-thirds of the book of Habakkuk is a conversation between the writer and God. He did the right thing. Instead of talking to everybody else about his concerns and complaints, he turned that into prayer. He sent his conversation heavenward. We're so apt to talk to everybody else about our problems. But friend, they can't change it. Only God can. Talk to God about it. And then in chapter 2, he not only talked to God about it, he waited on the Lord. That's the essence of faith. The just shall live by his faith. Wait on God. Go back to what you know for sure. Read the book of Habakkuk and see how he rehearses the very character and nature of God. 
Everything around you may be changing, but God is always the same. Wait and give God time to work. And then when you come to chapter 3, and I love this, this is the greatest expression of faith. The circumstances haven't changed. Babylon is still threatening, but he chooses to rejoice. He even says in verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And maybe you don't feel like rejoicing today. Well, friend, Christian joy is not a matter of emotion. It's a matter of will. Choose to rejoice. Exercise your will and your emotions will catch up. Rejoice that God is on the throne. That if He does what you've asked Him to or He chooses to do something totally different, that the same God who worked in the past in your life and in our land is going to work in the future. You see Christ all through this book. He's the one who justifies by faith. In chapter 2 verse 20, He's the Lord in His holy temple. In chapter 3 verse 18, He's the God of my salvation. Go back to what you know for sure. What you know for sure is there is a God and you can trust Him. The just shall live by His faith. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.